Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Talking to Strangers, uh, where, you know, we just basically, as ridiculous as it sounds, does an after show for a D&D game. So, um, if, you're, if you're willing to uh, uh, bear with us, um, I think we'll have some good content this time, because for the first time in a while, um, we're going to actually have um, a new member of the team, you know, joining here, so you get a hear a new voice, answer some questions, maybe pick his brain a little bit. Um, so, as always, um, we have uh, Tom Schuster, who plays Tyrese's Steve. Hello. Uh, we have, we have uh, uh, Jenny, um, who plays uh, Zafara. Hi. Going by uh, Dan, who plays O'Craig. Dan? Turn my headphones I can't hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear a damn thing. Someone well, turned headphones, headphones turn up. it up. Someone turn my headphones up. And um, uh, I, and I, I, it, just because of the technical issues we've been having there. Um, oh my do god. We, do, do, do we have Steph or no Steph? Yep, I'm here. Okay. She's a six. <laughs> she's a six Steph today. I That's am. So we have uh, Latari. Um, played by uh, Steph, um, and then our new player, um, we have Jonathan, um, who's here. He plays Fred. Our um, well, we don't know a whole lot about him yet. He's only been with us for one session. But John, welcome. Hello. Hello. Um, so let's just uh, start off right off the bat, um, as we do every time we do one of these shows. Um, and you can go around the table here. Um, where Where's your guys' head at? Um, probably more for Dan, Tom, and Jenny, um, since they've been around for multiple sessions since the last time we did this. Um, how do you think the game's going? Uh, what are you guys uh, feeling right now? I think we're in a world in for a world of hurt <laughs> coming up real soon. Uh, I think I think Mark took it easy on us. In the in the last battle, where uh, where I met my 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 evil twin, as everyone's calling it, even though it's not really what it is. It's one hundred percent an evil twin. Just embrace it. <laughs> uh, I I I think he was just setting us up for for what's about to come. I think I think that's what's about to happen. Yeah. Um. I remember way back when when we first were I think maybe it was the last talking to strangers when we were talking about our thoughts on still Ben and what was gonna be lying ahead of us. And Mark was like, you know, everything up until this moment has prepared you for this. And I feel like he wasn't kidding. <laughs> um he almost had almost had a TPK um during the last fight with the the last governor. And then um the whole battle with Tiresias's evil twin kind of indicated this is not going to be easy at all. And I never thought it was going to be easy, but now I'm really nervous. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to get a lot harder, I think, from here on out. Yeah, I think we've been uh, beating around the bush a lot. I want to get to the main the main guy. I'm Can't ready. Stop. Yeah, I want to <laughs> kill some dragons. No, I think... Dragons? It's, it's really tough with how we play because it's uh, it's a long time between <laughs> sessions so you know we, we get a lot of momentum going 
where we, we do something pretty epic and then we have to wait like a month to to get back into it so it's it's tough to keep that momentum going where you know like like Jen was saying we just uh, we almost had a TPK and now it's we, we and we have a new a new friend to the group and it's just like yeah everyone's ready to go and then you have that lull but once we get into it, it it's easy to pick back up and uh, I just I'm, I'm looking forward to just finally reaching our destination it feels like it's taken years <laughs> it has taken two years Technically. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know the sort of breaking off that question um, more for uh, Steph and John um, you know what what did you guys uh, think of the last session um, uh, I think this is your first time being in Stillben, Steph. I think you left at the beginning and then yeah. came back here. Um, so, you know, you don't have to answer long. Just a quick answer will be fine if you're <laughs> having some trouble talking. Um, but just, I just wanted to get your thoughts because you just jumped into the middle of this. Um, you had a little more background into what was going on um, than, than John would. John has will have a much more fresh perspective when we get to him. Yeah, um... For me, I'm really excited now that we're finally in Stillben because when I first became um, a guest character, I had a lot of background on Stillben because we thought that this was the path we were going to take immediately. <laughs> but um, even though it didn't happen, I was, I'm obviously glad that I've been part of the group for longer in the story. It's been fun, and I think it's actually kind of worked out better because I've gotten more used to my character and playing, um, and I think... Lotari's learned a lot more along the way that can be useful in helping the Wild Stallions um, with what's yet to come. But um, it's cool to finally be there and kind of get thrown into like the epic shit that everyone else has been doing. So I can finally like use more of um, Lotari's cooler abilities, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then John, you uh, basically get dumped into... You know, a group that's been going for a while here, you get your first session. I'm assuming there's some, as they would call, sea legs that you had to get when you got in there. But um, how did you feel coming out of the, the, the session? Okay. Um, I hadn't, I listened to some of the episodes um, before playing with all of you. Um, and then Martin sent me a list of um, characters that uh, Fred would have met at some point before um, running into the Wild Stallions. Uh, however, I didn't realize how far along this campaign already was, and um, similarly, Fred was expecting his job to be very simple and straightforward, and so both of us are really caught off guard by the whole the scale of where things are at right now. Like, every name that you mentioned is somebody who's a, a very big deal. Um, whereas uh, I was thinking that we were I was just expecting things to be much lower stakes so it's very exciting for me yeah yeah yeah. so um, essentially what, what I loved about the last session and you know I'll you know jump in and do the mysterious vagueness that I know you guys love um, when I talk about things um, the that having the you guys had been for so long, you know, just playing off each other, getting used to that, and you know, dynamics performing and stuff like that. 
I really enjoyed, from my perspective, having that new person, you know, in the um, the, the game there, so that you know, there's a new energy, you know, a new thing there. And um, I think after, you know, um, playing the character really well and sort of feeling it out um, to begin with, uh, you know, you guys uh, took aim and, and basically it felt like, you know, John had been there for all year and a half, two years, you know, you know, based, you know, so it wasn't really, um, you know, tough from from my end. Like when, you know, when 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 Steph would come in and when John came in, I had all this preparation here going, OK, <laughs> if they're, you know, a little slow, you know, getting gelling with the group or, you know, need a little push in this direction. You know, this is where I can go. I can set this moment up to kind of give them you know, a chance to introduce themselves as a character to the the group um, if it's not happening in role play, uh, you know, sort of things. If you guys remember all the way back to the first episode um, for you guys, it was always trying to give you each a moment to shine um, just so you can kind of get to learn what your characters were about. Um, but thankfully for both of them, um, they came in and just basically hit the ground running with that. And I didn't really have to do much in the terms of, of hand-holding. And it's it's so fun seeing, you know, Steph, who had very limited D&D experience. Yes, you know, definitely limited. You know, <laughs> that and getting in and, <clears throat> you know, diving headfirst into, you know, you know certain things. Um, obviously, rule stuff, you know, and we all had to learn that. We're all still learning some of the rules um, here. And then seeing last time, you know, Jonathan comes in, who has probably more experience than all of us at the table in terms of playing um, this game in terms of years, um, and just seeing it flow naturally and not, you know, seem like, you know, there's not, there's no lack of cohesion. And from my seat, um, that makes it a lot more fun. It makes it a lot more fun for you guys listening, you know, the audience out there, um, that it doesn't seem like someone's bored because, you know, they're so far ahead role-playing wise or you know rules wise than someone else you know and it just gets boring um so it was fun the last session was fun and i'm really excited for the next one um i literally um you know i have the next session all you know planned out at least the bullet points because god knows you don't follow them um <laughs> and just figuring out you know what to do and where to go and some fun cool things um you know keep keep some references and things like that but i i got so in, in invigorated by that last session that i literally i i'm up to like five pages of writing all the npc backstories um just so i can have an idea if you guys you know start asking questions or should i point out if if ant keeps pressing on certain npcs <laughs> and trying to find out if they are a mole um i need to make sure i have their entire backstory in my head um, so, um, that was cool. Um, that was what the last session, you know, gave to me and where my head is at, where I've been preparing for this session for a while, as Steph said, now, me and her had, had planned, had, had most of this, you know, mapped out, and, you know, situation down and, and all that. You guys took a six month detour, um, <laughs> from it. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, my next question here, um, I wanted to... Uh, jump to Dan um, in terms of I think last time we talked 
me and you had been talking about the multi-classing. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, but we hadn't revealed it to the group yet. So my question here for the audience, and uh, maybe they'll have some questions for you, you know, Tom and Jen or, you know, staff, but um, what was it like in those couple of sessions figuring out what to do as a multi-class character? Um, what's been the struggles? Um, have you, you know, had fun being able to, you know, play this new side of O'Craig? Uh, I wouldn't say it's difficult at all. Um, I, I enjoy having a, a, like a, a change of character in a way where, because uh, I like to think of myself as a, a good guy, a pretty good person. You, you might think yeah, that's uh, the, the complete opposite. I don't know. My wife might think that way. I'm not sure. But it's easier to play a good guy than it is to play a bad guy. Uh, so having him turn around like this is uh, is much easier. And it's just, I, I think it's cool. I like to give myself a little challenge in terms of managing uh, what spells I'm going to use. And when I level up, what class am I going to level up? Am I going to keep going sorcerer or am I going to uh, level up the cleric side? Um, but yeah, I've, I thought it was a pretty cool idea to do that. Uh, just story arc wise, give him a little redemption arc. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 I like where it's headed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, with, with, with the multi-classing, um, that was one of the, the more prouder moments I had of, you know, you came to me on the side and was like, hey, you know, I want to try out this thing that's a little more, you know, high level than, you know, we've been going trying to balance two classes. And then, uh, as I'm, as I do with en with when any of you come to me with things on the side, you know, one of my first questions, you know, usually is, you know, do you have a way to make it into the story, like the reasoning behind you doing this, um, and your, yeah, you know, your reasons as you, you know, have explained or shown on the show, you know, just eased right into the story. Um, there wasn't any, you know, trying to. Uh, a leap of faith or, or or disbelief, whatever that saying is, um, to try to make people go, oh, all of a sudden he's, you know, talking to a good god. You know, mm -hmm. um, it was a nice natural fit into it, and and that that's what I've I've loved watching you guys grow is that um, you're starting to think, you know, outside of the constraints of, you know, uh, the uh, the characters that you're in. You know, starting to think of, you know, other stories to go to and. You know, at the end of the less, um, you know, uh, episode, uh, you guys, you know, formed Chaos Crew um, between you and Steph, Dan. And it's just, yeah. you know, just, just that idea of, and it, it goes back to something I had said earlier. Um, in that moment when you two were talking, which you've been Chaos Crew for the entire run of the show, um, you know, Pizza Tacos and O'Craig. And then <laughs> the Pizza... Pizza Tacos just turns and goes, hey, Latari. And then Steph turns and she's in. And, <laughs> and it was just, you know, there was no needing to pull it out of her. It was yes ending and just, you know, going for it. And that, that, that is what I love from my end is there. It doesn't feel like needing to pull teeth with anybody, you know, um, as we discussed many times, it's taken some longer than others to get into it, but it's just a comfortable factor of playing a character. Um, but I, I enjoy those moments more than the, 
you know, surprising you with a reference sort of thing is just seeing you guys let me go, okay, you're having a conversation. And then you create this whole story, you know, out of that, um, you know, it put up on the Twitter with the, you know, gr things your DM has done, you know, just the making the Green Ranger, yeah, Green Ranger, Green Lantern example, you know, you know, you just bring something into the world and, and somehow, um, you know, I make it make sense and then it becomes canon, you know, and that, that's always, that's always fun to do. Um, but before we get to um, any other questions, I wanted to go to um, one of the fan questions that we have. Um, it's uh, from Ray in New York. Um, his question is for Jonathan. Um, he asked, um, how much of the... Um, uh, crap, why did, why did you have to use a big word? Um, I'm way too tired for this. Um, <laughs> how much of the uh, exasperation um you displayed in your first session was your character and how much how much of it was you um <laughs> trying to figure out the uh the table um that was mostly the character um i had a lot of fun playing with all of you and um while you do a lot of uh, unexpected things um Definitely not anything that was like boring me or <laughs> making me not want to play. I that was all just the characters' reaction to that situation. <laughs> yeah. And that that leads me um, to a question to kind of jump off that. Um, thank you, Ray. Um, uh, so the. Uh, uh, to uh, the other uh, four um, here, you know, this is the first time in God, I haven't forgotten how long Steph had been here um, mm -hmm. that we had a new person um, sitting at the table. Um, you know, what, what, what about the, the character um, and, and moments during that session? Um, did you like, or were surprised by um, with Fred? I'm just glad he didn't kill us. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah, but um, I'm just glad he rolled with with Ant and Dan because uh, firsthand experience, I know how difficult that can be. <laughs> Especially if you don't know them. Yeah, it makes it that much harder. But yeah, it, uh, I thought they, we were just fine. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you always, you always think you're just fine. <laughs> I, Listen, I am I'm a world-class storyteller. I oh, I know God. how <laughs> to integrate new characters into seamlessly into our story. Seamless. Seamlessly. Wow, I, I did a hell of a job. We've got that, that on on <laughs> <laughs> we've got that on recording seamlessly. Seamless. Yeah. <laughs> cut Isn't to that the Dan, cut to Dan and Ant in in a 3-hour long role play. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you should all be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was really impressed with his personality. It, I mean, John, you did a really good job of conveying his personality right off the bat to us. Um, and I'm excited to see what more you have in store for us with this character. I think he's going to work well with the group. He definitely mm -hmm. has a little bit of something that we've been missing, I think. And it's going to round us out a little bit more. 
Yeah, I would agree with what Jem was saying in the sense that um, I think John's going to bring something very useful to the Wild Stallions. Um, I think I'm really, I'm also just really interested to see the knowledge his character has of hell in general. I'm really curious to see how that's going to play um, in the future with everything, especially with Tiresias' evil twin and how they kind of know each other, not to spoil anything, but I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. All this goes up after the last session, so feel free <laughs> to talk okay. about anything. I was like, that well, happened. just did it. <laughs> <laughs> they know yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the one thing I want to point out um, to to John was the um, you know one of, one of the first things when when we uh, were discussing the character and it's it, it's been this crazy thing with anything I've done to try to, from Steph's character to, you know, when I'm writing ahead in story and coming up with, okay, what's the next arc after you guys finish what you're doing here? And then John comes in and he says it, and then everything just sort of went together. <laughs> like, like there was no, like, I said, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of doing this. And John was like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of, you know, maybe doing a tiefling rogue. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is exactly, you know... <laughs> That's the character perfect. that we need for this situation. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> and then, you know, he had a, uh, and I'll get to this point, he had another, you know, character idea. Maybe you will see it in another s season or, or, or maybe a one shot or something of doing, if, if I'm uh, right, you're uh, right, an Asimar that, um, whose patron is a unicorn. Is that correct, John? That That's yeah. 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 So essentially, the funny part about that one is literally about a week after um, we had done our session and all, I watched a video, I think it's on either D&D Beyond or the Dragon, the Dungeons and Dragons YouTube channel. And the guy was like, the guy was like, oh yeah, you know, with this new Unearthed Arcana we're doing, you know, you can end up having, you know, like, like an Asimar that follows a unicorn. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was like, that's that's amazing. That I would have never thought to do that in my life, and I've heard two people say it within two weeks of each other. Um, so it was, it, it was a, it was a fun experience to, you know, uh, have this whole other arc, you know, that that I'm writing and different paths you can go down, and then have John come in and fit perfectly, you know, into, you know, the threads that I'm leaving there. Um, now they can go one of a billion ways, depending on what happens. You could TPK and, you know, we could, uh, you know, of Exandria um, here. Yeah, let's try not to do that. <laughs> we came close enough. Um, or you can pull another string that, you know, is beyond the plans that I've even um, shared with John, you know, to get his character ready. And... Um, that's why I thought it was fun um, with with writing these next couple sessions as, as I'm doing on the back end, you know, with the caveat of you guys go somewhere else um, to kind of to kind of modify it. But um, that everyone seems to be even in session on the same page in terms of like invested in the story, you know, like um, like Ant brought up the mole thing that happened like five sessions ago. You know, 
that was in some letter that you guys had read, like, like way back. Um, and I'm like, okay, you know, that, that thing get dropped, whether or not, you know, he is right about, you know, who the mole is or what the mole was even referring to. You guys did find a document that talked about a mole. Um, so, you know, I, I enjoyed that, um, aspect of, you know, that, that moment of where he had the, he kept me on his toes a little bit when he was like, um, you know, talking to Cranor. And I could kind of tell he was going somewhere in his head um, with the conversation he was having. But, you know, I don't know, um, you know, if you guys, um, I know we have our own chat. I don't know if there's any side talking, which is absolutely fine, you know, but make sure you talk to the writers um, for the show <laughs> before before you make any ideas. Um, <laughs> writers. Uh, writers, yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to... Um, Send this question uh, over to uh, Tom. Um, one of the, the one of the things I've had um, thinking about with with your character, and you know, dropping this revelation bomb on him, you know, about a session or two ago. Um, how much further along are you as playing Tiresias, um, where you're not as much dreading the RP ports portions of it? Uh, I mean, now that we have somewhat of a fleshed out story, it's not nearly as bad because when we didn't really have a plan, it was kind of like, I'm getting grilled by aunt and Dan and I don't know what to tell them. So I just say nothing and I keep it a secret. Uh, but now that we kind of know where we're headed, it makes it a little easier on me at least, um, to kind of play off of that and and uh, give them something they weren't ready for. Yeah, yeah, and um, and and I can open it up to um, you know Dan, uh, Jen, and, and Steph in terms of um, I know I ask this every every talking to strangers. Um, we already got you know in the opening questions to John his thoughts on this, but um, as we go into another you know. Um, session and all coming up. Um, how much? How much have you noticed your ability to RP um, going up? Um, I know I've noticed it from my end, but personally, as you're sitting there, you know how how is how have you felt personally sitting around the table? Uh, I feel like the closer we get to the the arc of the story the more role-playing has been needed for us just because we're trying to figure out what our next moves are going to be and the smartest way to go about doing things. And our, all of our moves need to be planned out, especially because I personally don't trust you now, Mark. I feel like you <laughs> kept trying I, to kill us. Oh, you mean when I stole your dragon? There was yeah, you know, there? <laughs> it, all started, it all started back then. I'm going to have to see Latari for a therapy session, I think. <laughs> but uh <laughs> um yeah i feel like i feel like role playing has become a lot more necessary but i think everyone has gotten even more comfortable with it i feel like it's very natural i don't, I don't feel like it's forced at all sometimes maybe we do it a little too much <laughs> where we need to like rein ourselves back in but um no i never. think it's <laughs> i think it's great and i enjoy every minute of it 
uh, I think the point of this game is the role playing uh, more so than anything else. Uh, I think when we first started, we didn't realize how much it mattered. But to me, that's the best part of it. And I enjoy the fighting, but to me, being able to joke around with everybody and create something out of that is much more uh, rewarding than just killing a bunch of, of bad guys. Uh, it, to, to me, that seems more video game-esque, which is fun. Again, I, I do enjoy it, but yeah, being able to pretend to be someone else and kind of inhabit that world is much is so much more fun to me. So that's why I would rather role play than battle. And and my character is not super strong, so it's like I can't really do all that much sometimes. But um, yeah, I, I think role playing is so important, and I think it's even better that I'm like awesome at it. Oh my god, I was waiting so, for it. <laughs> so it's like. I mean, come on. That's you. You guys get to experience greatness. Wow. Every session. <laughs> the well, end. I I think I piggybacking off of what Dan said. I think it's good to have people who are more into the battle stuff than the RP stuff, and vice versa. It just adds a dichotomy to what everyone's doing. Uh, I know personally I enjoy coming up with a battle strategy more than trying to figure out what my character is going to do for this round of talking. Uh, but I I feel like we have a pretty good uh, group that can play off each other and do both. So there's room for both. Uh, anything to add, Steph? Um, I like what Tom just said because I definitely do agree in the sense that the whole group is really good at working together in both situations, whether it's like people are starting to drain their hit points um, and, and myself or Dan will come in with the healing when it's needed and whatever. Um, but then also, like last sessions in particular, at least for, from my own perspective, my character um, had the opportunity to roleplay much much more, but I didn't see it coming, and I was surprised in a good way that um, it just kind of came more natural, but it was exciting, so now I'm like, all right, let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, before we uh, get into um, a couple other, I think we have about three more questions on the docket, um, and before I get to the normal part of, um, of this, uh, thing where I just sort of field questions from the group, um, I was wondering if, uh, anyone, um, had any, uh, questions, um, for John, since this is his first talking to strangers, um, you got any, uh, thing pick his brain about or anything, um, feel free, we'll, you know, initiate him. I think Steph had to go through this. Yeah. Um, first talking to strangers. So, um, do you guys have any questions? I have one. Does is Fred really wearing a um a crop top or a crop jacket? <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring artists might want to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Noted. <laughs> Store that away in the brain bank. <laughs> I have not yet got brave enough to search for Zeppel in a crop top, though, so I don't. I haven't found any. <laughs> so. Fair enough. So, um, all right. So, uh, Let's get into the uh, the other three questions we have, and then we'll end the show as we always do um, with you guys. You know, just ask me any questions, and if I can answer them truthfully, I will. If not, I will be very vague um, <laughs> about them, which <laughs> probably it'll probably be ninety ten vagueness, um, just because I know how into um, you know wanting to know the secrets uh, some of you are. Well, um, we're video but... game players. We got to know the secrets, Mark. <laughs> So um, let's. Uh, I know we got a couple uh, crazy questions. I'll uh, let Dan go first with the, the one silly question um, that's on there because I don't know how much time we'll actually spend with it, um, and then I'll get to the the other one I have here. All right. So this quote unquote question. It's not really a question. Oh I mean, it's phrased in a question, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a serious question. Uh, this is from at me Wishnia, Mark Wishnia TM. How different do you think Dungeons and Dragons would be if the dragons were in bakeries instead of dungeons? That's the question. <laughs> I think it would be rather tasty. Let's be honest. <laughs> now, are they baking, or are they just like like you could eat them? Or are they the bakers? Well, that's or are what I'm saying. Like, are they are they baking? Right? They would be the bakers, or would they? It would be like the Flintstones, where oh. the mammoth would like wash the dishes. You know what I mean? Like the dragon would just like breathe fire into the the uh, the stove. I think the dra I think the dragon's fighting you for the pastries. <laughs> so you so you have to go into the bakery to get a, like a a Danish. Yeah, and you have to fight the dragon. Yeah, or else you don't get it. Hmm. Or else you mm. shall not pass. I would avoid that bakery. Yeah. <laughs> I they're would run all into like that bakery. Dan, in this universe, they're <laughs> all like that. Well, I mean, There's I don't dragons want... in every one. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to go up against an, an ancient red dragon just because I want my uh, coffee and a donut. I totally would. But what number if it's one. the best coffee and donut? Number one, I love coffee. And number two, I love donuts. And number three, I love <laughs> dragons. So I... <laughs> Jenny's totally in on this. Yep. She's totally Jenny's in. Mark, Mark, write it down. <laughs> Bakeries and well, dragons. Well, <laughs> funny thing you should mention, Matt. Um, oh, God. In the world of Alexandria, <laughs> there is actually a very famous bakery um, in there. Um, for those of you that listen to Critical Role, um, there is the. Uh, they created a bakery named the Slayer's Cake. Um, oh, yeah, with uh, Tarrington Darrington. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, a play on words with the Slayer's Take, which is the, you know, mercenary, you know, contract-killing people yeah. um, there. So it, when I saw this question, I was like, as silly as it was, I was like, let's keep it in, because little did Mark know um, that there is actually a D&D &D game that was created in this world actually made a bakery that became part of the plot and in there. So not as crazy of an idea as you think. Um, I like the idea of, and to take it a little more seriously than it probably needs to be taken. Um, 
I like the idea of being very um, subversive with with um, tropes, um, as you probably very well know. In this game, you guys for sure. Um, uh, the fact that uh, you know uh, Zakara's pet and friend is a red dragon, um, which for those of you that play D and D, you know. The red dragons are usually the most feared of the chromatic dragons. Um, so, because they're the uh, they're the most intelligent, um, the you know the most uh, evil um, or beautiful. Um, so, so the fact when she came to me at the beginning and went, you know, I want to have a red dragon as my pet, you know, that was a lot better than, you know, in my mind, Jenny coming to me and going. Oh, I want like a an owlbear, or you know, like something normal that's normally a good pet or something. You know, uh, owlbear is a good pet. They're cute. <laughs> they're big, aren't they? They're cute. They're not that cute. Yeah, they're no but they're not. Bear. Yeah, they're they're not they're not a a, a CR <laughs> level twenty seven, you know, enemy. <laughs> like a right. Um. So. So that was, you know, so this question was like, I, I could, not so much a bakery, but I could see in my head legitimately making like a, a little section of a world that is just dragons being mm-hmm. like a village. Just no nest, no, like, like they had their nests, but it's like built like villages, like sort of like Animal Crossing sort of thing, <laughs> you know, where... You know, it's like a regular town. You walk in and there's like all different sized dragons walking around and they don't really care about you. Like someone, they, one of them has a shop and wants to sell you stuff, you know. They're they're all evil if they're all chromatic, yes. <laughs> in, in, in that sense. Um, I think storyline-wise is why we were playing around with Astaroth um, in that sense there, um, which makes, you know, a lot different. But in the typical terms, most chromatics um, fall on the evil scale. But, you know, just just subversing it with, um, you know, taking something, um, you know, that everybody knows and sort of, you know, turning it on its head a little bit. Um, That's why I never pressured you guys. I I would have to look back and see if you even did this. But that's why I don't really pressure you guys in terms of um, matching up a race with a class, which is a very old school D&D thing to do with. um, And John can probably test to this a little bit um where certain classes certain races only did certain classes and they never did other classes um you know and you know i, I think it's something like elves or you know uh you know rangers and you know wizards and stuff like that and you know the dwarves were never magic based you know for the most part like things like that um i may be getting all that wrong but you get what i'm saying in terms of you know they never really spread out like there was never a such thing as like a like a a tiefling cleric as jester is you know sort of it and being a good cleric um and not one that is patroned by a devil um but you know that that's what i i, I sort of enjoy about coming from the storytelling on my aspect and that's why i'm mostly excited in about a month and a half of getting you know, my hands on the, the, the Guide the Wild Mount, um, the new book in the new D&D source book and adventure book. Um, 
just to sort of get some ideas that are fresh, that are new. And, you know, they're going to put the new, you know, uh, a section, class, school, whatever it is of magic, you know, Dunamancy in there. So, you know, getting to play around with that for, you know, parts of your session. So, um, you know, this question that you made me think, and like I said, I took it a little more seriously than I probably should have um, in terms of taking it. But um, to go to our um, next question, um, this one's from Stephen in Maine. Um, uh, his question is, um, if the characters on Friends were D&D characters, what would their race and class be? Oof. I've never watched Man. Friends. I love Friends. We could be here for a long time with this. That one. is a long question. Can you oh, phrase no. that in a Seinfeld way? <laughs> no. Oh. So yeah, just off the top of your head, you know, oh just my uh, God. feel free anyone jump in, Tom, John. Uh, uh I don't even uh What? Oh, that's this that's really difficult. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, you guys are like really I live for it, but I'm like, oh no. Joey would be whatever Ant is right now. A bard. Uh, a bard. Monica would probably be a druid. She'd be like Zakara, probably. Very type A. Very motherly. Yeah, very uh, intense, but nurturing at the same time. Well, all right. So you, you either Joey or Phoebe would be a bard. Uh, Phoebe would definitely be an elf of some sort. Um, I think Chandler would be a half orc. Uh, okay. uh, this is tough. Um, what would Ross be? Whatever, whatever the worst character is. <laughs> oh, he's not that bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The, off the top yeah. of my head, that's what I got. With yeah. no preparation, that's what you. That's what I got. Yeah, I think um, I could see. Um, for some reason, I could see Ross not because he's, you know. But he could be the annoying side of like a lawful good paladin, you know, yeah, sort of I mean, thing. He, he can't be a hundred percent lawful good though. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he could be the annoying one that you know is always always has to be right and always, you know, you know does uh, thinks he's smarter than everyone else in the group. Yeah, uh, maybe a yeah. cleric, maybe maybe a type of cleric like that. Or but, a high um, elf. You're high, yeah. No offense. Yeah. yeah. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I thought that was an interesting question. I mean, maybe we could revisit it at some point down the line again. Give you guys a couple thoughts. Maybe we'll bring it back for um, yeah, cool. the, talk, the next episode of Talking to Strangers. <laughs> um, and yeah, well, you know, those really stressful, thoughtful questions. Stephen from Maine tends to write things like that. So... Thanks, Steve. Um, I, I appreciate it. I think we're good. Um, so, Dan, uh, you have the next question. Okay. This is from uh, actual friends of the podcast. This is a real question. This is from at Lords Broken, the Broken Lords tabletop. Why are there half orcs and half elves, but no half halflings? Uh, I because think they'd if, be dead. 
Maybe <laughs> <They'd> quarterlings. <laughs> Maybe yeah, quarterlings, right? Half a half. That's too small. Well, I, I think it's because it's kind of like multiplying by one. If you have two, I mean, if you have two halflings, it's still one. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. I couldn't I wonder, tell you. I wonder if it's just more, um, and I don't know if, if John can, can jump in with a little more um, experience with this, um, that uh, the thought of a human and a halfling, um, you know, uh, having children is just something that is never thought of by people in the D&D community. Because um, essentially, the half part of both of those races is usually human. Um, so, you know, maybe that's the thing. I mean, there's no half gnomes either. There's also right. there's also no half dragonborns, last I checked. No half dwarves. Yeah. So, John, yeah. anything you can think of from, you know... Star Wars role-playing game, the way that this stuff usually works is that um, you have a character who's half one race and half a different race. Then you usually just one of those be like the physical strength that your character has and stuff like that. So in this case, a half-halfling would probably still be really small, and so you would probably just the that for a halfling. That's true. Like the other <laughs> halfling is still called a halfling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> that would um, do that. But I think the um, from from my my thought process, the reason probably half elves exist is um, you know people uh, most fantasy people tend to love to play elves or something, um, but you know also want it to be human. You know, I don't know. Then probably. Um, there's tropes in there with humans and elves, you know, um, getting it on, as they say, um, in, in history. Half-orcs are always the one that makes me laugh, um, because just the just the thought, um, you know, of, of, a, of a race like an actual orc and, and a human, you know, uh, uh, you know, being able to, because they're, unless if it's an evil human, you know, um, getting to the orc side unless you want to you know flip it on its head and have a good full orc which is you know kind of way against type um you know um they're not ogres they don't have to protect their swamp so um well, after a few drinks anyone could become attractive yeah yeah right yeah i mean yeah i mean you have someone waiting for you in kaimal oh craig i thought she was dead no, no, no. I thought I killed her. No, no, no. she's in the army, wasn't she? The army? Yeah, she, she, was, she was backing us up, wasn't she? I yeah. Thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought she hated us. <laughs> Only you. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun looking back at those characters. Like I said, I had like 50 NPCs. Um, so, yeah. you know, just going, oh, yeah, that's right. They met that character. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's that NPC, because I separated them into alive and dead. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I don't even... Did we name that character? Mark, are you making a wiki for, for this? <laughs> no, I was... Well, I could after this after the <laughs> season's over. We could put it on the website. Um, but I don't want to put it there, because I put a lot of spoilers in just for myself. Um, 
especially for a lot of the main characters, main NPCs. But yeah, the um, you know I couldn't remember the name of that half elf that 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 Pizza Tacos and O'Cray got murdered because they were questioning her too much. <laughs> well, she should have just given up the info. She would have been fine. She didn't it was her was fault. For her. It was all yeah. her fault. Yeah, listen. <laughs> just, uh, just that may cooperate. Have been, that may have been one of her best early sessions. Who was that? Just because I think I was an entire episode. I think that? that's also why John quit. <laughs> that could be too. Because it was yeah, that was a long episode. Yeah, actually, I think that was the last one that he did. Yeah, that was a long <laughs> episode. Yeah, you guys were in there for forty minutes. Yep. Um, <laughs> interrogating this poor half elf. Um, that uh, that was just funny. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the last questions I have. Do you have any more there, Dan? Uh, that's all that I have. Okay. Well, th- thank you, everyone, for writing in. You know, you can always... Uh, we'll send out a tweet, um, like, a few days or a week before we record the next one here. So feel free, at uh, Stranger Damies. Um, just send along the question. Anything general, D&D. Anything you want to know specifically about the story. Um, you know, questions uh, for for the cast or for me. Feel free to send them along. Um Essentially, I, I think the way I pitched this show originally is that we would be like a poor man's talks machina. Um, or talking dead or anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would love to get more engagement from the community, you know, the people that actually listen, because we do get, get a, a good amount of downloads. So um, just said uh, feedback is always great. Um, you know, if you have any, um, you know, constructive criticism or anything, you can send the tweets to at Antelvec. On Twitter, um, and <laughs> we'll be able to um, remember. Remember, anytime you send us tweets, just no context, absolutely yep. zero context. Um, yep. When you send them, just random, random stream of thought. Yeah, it's just in that. Um, so you know, we're closing on probably the final five to ten minutes here, about a fifty minutes right now. Um, so this is the part where I open it up to you guys. Um, if you had any questions for me for each other. Um, you know, any theories you want to throw out there and I will mute my microphone while you do them so that I can either be mad or laugh and you wouldn't know. I Uh, I have a question. Yeah. How long ago did you have the evil twin idea? Uh, when I did the Green Lanterns. Okay. Uh, because, um, I had, I had, uh, put your mom as a Green Lantern. Right. In there. And then at that point, after I did that, I was like, all right, um, I need a reason why she would be a Green Lantern. Okay, I got that story down. And I was like, all right, um, what would be a fun thing to <laughs> um, be, for Tiresias' backstory? Because all we had known at that point when I was writing um, was that you were a uh, you know, lawful good paladin, platinum knight, Bahamut the best. You know, sort of, that that was all really, you had escaped the cold of the dragon, you know, and we had a little bit of why you were the deceived, you know, um, from that. But um, I, yeah, I was like, all right, we need to flesh this out. And I said, what would be a good, like, mini boss for them to run into? And, and that's when I, I came up with the idea. I'm like, okay, so he has an evil twin. All right, <laughs> so 
You also, it, I think you also got sick of me just manhandling some of the bosses. So, well, no, that was when I was creating the character, I was like, all right, I got to get his AC up um, <laughs> because I just need that first time that Tom hits and goes ah, 19 and I can look at him and go miss. <laughs> That's just because I've done it to you so many times. Yeah. You need to get, it, yeah. get me back for it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was essentially what happened. And then I, I did the whole, um, you know, I, I, I'll admit that part of the the final nail in the coffin that gave me the idea of and i took it as a sign that i was going in the right direction for this and i'm so glad ant's not on this because he could tell me to go fuck myself with this but um <laughs> the final nail in the coffin was um uh part of that whole ha and ka thing you know body and soul um yeah. was part of death stranding and oh, i had okay. you know and i had just gotten to that point in that story and i was like all right, I'm thinking about this. It pops up in this game. Like I said, all this stuff just randomly happening, you know, as I'm writing. And I'm like, all right, maybe that's a sign that I'm on the right path with this story. Is that I'm seeing this in another story. Um, because I've never been afraid to take, um, you know, inspiration from things. That's why a lot of the references pop up. Some you don't get, some you do get. Um, some you don't get for six months and Aunt yells at me once I finally reveal it to him. Um, <laughs> hmm. But the, uh, you know, so that, that was when I had that. Um, I do want to point out one reference that I think, I don't know if Tom heard me, but only Tom would have gotten it. Um, when I introduced the two uh, characters as um, as uh, Denny and Jan, um, because <laughs> I, I was in the car with Tom when we were going to get parts for my computer. And I had said, oh, yeah, you know, we have to put in the face, you know, the Facebook group to see when De uh, Denny and Jan are available for the next <laughs> session. Uh, <laughs> he just looked at me. He's like, "What did you say?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, shit. you know." And I was like, "Okay, well, there's two NPCs right there nice. that I can create." Those are our evil twins. They could have yeah. done that, but no. I was like, "There's too many evil twins." Yeah. Uh, in in this game, but um, you yeah. never have too many evil twins. Bro. <laughs> I'm with Tom. Yeah. Evil yeah. twins are the wave of the future. Yeah. I got I got yeah I got a couple I got a couple good references I came up with that I'm just looking to figure out when to put them in. Um, it's just with the references it comes it's when it feels right. Like I don't force it in, um, unless if I've created a character ahead of time like Walt and De Niro, being Tango and Cash. Um, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> how, all right, I got another one. How okay. long ago did you write the Dusty speech? Uh, back when Steph started the game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I had, um, I punched it up right beforehand just to make sure it fit. Um, like, uh, like session before I re-listened to the speech and I'm like, okay, let me, this is all, okay, it fits. I'm going to screw it up a little bit, but, you know, um, you know, it still fits. It still works. I, I, I changed. I changed one thing um, because um, I think I changed when he says when he runs down all your things. Like yeah. um, I think at the point when I wrote it originally, um, one of those hadn't happened yet, and I had something else in there. Um, and then something happened between when Steph joined and that speech. That changed that one line. But besides that, the rest of it was written. Uh, as Steph said, we had written most of Still Ben, you know, 
way back then. Um, oh, I've just, yeah, because we took a six-month detour. Yeah, <laughs> so I had most of that done and, you know, written up. I've just changed a few things to, like, sort of integrate things that you guys have done over those six months to, you know, flow the story. You know, I didn't have any of the Melora as Batman stuff written um, <laughs> until Dan came to me and said that he wanted the multi-class. Um, and I was like, okay, how... Oh no, Saren Ray as um, yeah, as Batman. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know that was one of the new things in the Still Ben section. I I do have to things. apologize for messing up the speech. I was just so thrown off by it. the fact. I roll, Tom. <laughs> by the fact that you were doing it, I I couldn't believe it. So. Yeah, yeah. So so that part was was written. Um, you know, the the three wrestlers being the the governors. Um, we're done. I even, I had other wrestlers that I created, um, on D&D Beyond, um, as Kat and I just tried to, I was like, okay, what ones fit? And was, was one of them a hitman by any chance? No. no. Oh. I feel like I that mean, was... I mean, <laughs> I am a man that watches professional wrestling, so there may be wrestling references throughout the entire campaign and maybe future campaigns. <laughs> so a hitman may still appear. Um, you know, there could also be a giant somewhere. Oh, great. Or multiple giants. Oh, <laughs> the giant Gonzalez. There's three that you can. Oh, have. oh. I know, Andre, Andre giant Gonzalez. That no good Andre the giant. Uh, the big, the big show. The big yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the only ones I could think of. Yeah. That's three. So, yeah. Yeah, so those are in there. Um, yeah, so any other questions? Are you going to give me back Astaroth now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I say this without really meaning to be vague. Uh-huh. But it it definitely comes down to choices, and you will start to see them. Um, <laughs> and rolls of the dice. That's not good, um, and I'm sorry. Scary. No, beating, I know, I'm outnumbered my choices. You know, and it may not even be your choice in Roll of the Dice that may do it. It'll be you mine. Know. It'll be, you know. to, of course, it'll be up to Dan. That would make the most you know. sense. Well, it, I'm the husband. I make the decisions. Sakara is not married to you know, Greg. Well, in real life, you know, I'm the husband. It's like, hell, you don't, you don't 100% know what Jonathan's there to kill. <laughs> it's true. You don't oh know what Greg. It's you, me. You don't, you don't know. Is there you don't know. You don't know if Anthony's come to the side to me, wanting to have a side story. You know, that's why I said it. You you may want, you know, the dragon back, but it it may not be your choice. <laughs> <laughs> she would. So. By the way, if it comes down to it, she's gonna hate whoever has that choice <laughs> forever, and it better me. not be me, Mark. <laughs> but but uh, um, the in the only thing I will give you in this sense, is that I have four different scenarios written for it. Wow. Depending on what can happen. Um, and it can be, you know, decisions you make, uh, you know, spells going wrong, dice rolls going wrong. You know, I have to be prepared for anything. With, yeah. Without like, luck, dice rolls gone wrong is too, too easy. <laughs> yeah, like, my point, you know, being is, like, say... 
in Zakara's case, you know, maybe she fails a persuasion role, you know, or something, you know, um, you know, and that could lead to a different track. Now, can it go back to you saving him? Sure. You know, if you make other choices, but um, I'm not doing like a Mass Effect 3 ending, you know, these are your only three choices. Pick one. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sort of swerve and go into one and then start going down a path and then unknowingly find yourself going to another. Um, it's the one thing I've been planning in my head is the stuff that goes on in this part of Stillbend. And it depends on where you go, who you talk to, what you decide to, you know, who you end up killing, you know, all that stuff. Um, how you deal with certain enemies you have coming up, you know. Uh, where you go to first, what you, you know, like, you should see, I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, Charlie and, or is that Mac? It's Charlie, right? Um, and Always Sunny. Um, sort of in front of the, the newspapers with the red string and all. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. <laughs> going around and just, just with a cigarette, you know, just, oh, if, they, if they do this and they kill that guy, then it goes here and then it's that happening. You know, that that's sort of what my notes look like. Mark, um, as someone who, who quick saves in RPGs way too often, <laughs> I'm not excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, I will say this unequivocally without spoiling anything. You are going to hate this next section just because of the way you play video games. God. Because in D&D, you don't get to go back. No, you don't. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even like you're going to hate it storyline-wise, but it, you're going to hate it in the sense that you can't quick save and quick load. Yep. <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, it's essentially, this, this section is, you know, it could be, you could finish it next session, you know, depending on choices you make, or it could be two, three sessions until you're completely done, you know, with it. Um, it's like everything else you guys have done. Um, if you, you know, want to take side paths or, you know, try and get all your ducks in a row before going in, then you're good or not depending on how long you take to do it. Um, it's like, it was like with the governor, you guys could have just went straight to, um, you know, Annie, when you guys got the still bend, but you would have fought those three bosses and Annie probably would have showed up all at the same time, <laughs> you know, and that would have not been good since you yeah. almost died to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's essentially what's coming up with this section is, I equate it to, and now I'm so glad that I can do this because you finally have the game. Um, it's kind of like in Breath of the Wild where you can go right to Ganon if you want. As soon as you get off that plateau, you can run right to Hyrule Castle and fight Ganon if you want. Get your ass handed to you. Yeah. <laughs> you With three hearts, you can just go and do it. <laughs> Feel free. But if you go around, then... You take care of the guardians and you do some side quests and get your hearts and get the master sword, you know, and all that stuff. It makes your job a little easier. Um, so that's essentially what Stillben was. That was my inspiration for Stillben was was Breath of the Wild with that is that you guys have these choices to go fight these three governors. If you do it, great. Maybe it'll make it a little easier. Depends on, you know, how well you do against them which you guys did much better than I thought. Um, but, you know, you could also have gone right in and, you know, Pizza Tacos could have, Anthony could have been the wild card, you know, spot 
Tribeca and be like, fuck it, no, we're going there. I need to mention doors twice across the map. Mm. You know, just he like might still he do did that. with, you know, with Petrus. <laughs> Or he just dimension door the fuck out of that fight, or, you know, a good three rounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially that there. Um, anything else at all? Before we close out here. I, I like how Mark said we're we're uh, in the last five ten minutes, a half hour ago. Yeah, it's been fifteen <laughs> minutes since I said that. Uh, I tend well. to talk a lot. That's how, how these things go. It's okay. Anthony called it. when, Just in case we run over. When you run over. <laughs> it always happens. Um, yeah, so... I don't know if, uh, before we close it out, if, uh... John, do you have any questions or comments or anything? I know, being your first show here. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so essentially, you know, we made this uh, episode here, um, you know, for, for the audience out there. Um, I like to do this right around when we're getting to a big moment, just so I can sort of check in with you guys and see, you know, where you're at, what you're feeling, what questions you have. Um, so uh, the one thing we'll leave before we close out, um, I don't know if anybody at the table here has a theory they're working on in terms of, um, what the next section will be, or if they even want to reveal it. So I open the table here before we close out. If anybody wants to share a thought of where they think the story's going, I, I have several theories. I don't know if I want to share because <laughs> I don't want to be right or wrong about them. Yeah. Um, I think I've been working on one for a while. I think. I won't say what it is, but I'll let you guys know while we're playing if I was correct eventually. Okay. So sorry, that really wasn't much of anything. Great job, Jen. It's like saying <laughs> you're you're working on something great and you can't tell us anything. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's, it's something yeah, I picked up on listening to a past episode. I was like, oh, I wonder if this means this. I think I'm hoping that we're not going to wind up running into more than one dragon, but it has something to do with multiple dragons. Okay. But don't get any ideas from that, Mark, and make okay. things. Is it uh, going to be the, the eight-headed dragon from the <laughs> Circle of Hell? That <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> My prediction is it all goes to shit, whatever <laughs> we plan. I, I wind up trying to kill the dragon, and, like, Jen gets in the way, or Sakara gets in the I, I way. I personally get yeah. in the way. <laughs> she like, dives in front of my like fireball or whatever, and I burn her alive. You're not strong enough. Uh, I mean, she's pretty weak too. How dare you? What do you mean, how dare I? You're, you're a frail, frail lady. Uh, now I, I don't know. I, I think, I think our chances are much better now that. John's with us because he hits like a fucking tank. <laughs> he he yeah. was doing some serious damage, so like I'm happy said, to have he, him. He definitely rounds us out a little bit more. Well, he's easily he's just like easily the best character now, and it just puts <laughs> us all to shame. So I mean, he's that got, wasn't he's that got, difficult. Let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he has awesome clothing. 
He has an awesome weapon. If you want, you can have a crop top too. I, I think I wear like tattered robes and stuff. <laughs> He's got his bowler hat. That's all that matters. That's yeah, I, true. I, I do. I have, about I have the bowler hat. hat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely in need of some uh, like new clothing. <laughs> maybe one day we'll go to your home. Uh, you can maybe get new, we, new rags. Yeah, new rags. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah, so, we're uh, all just gonna die, is what Dan's yeah. saying. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I have one one last question, and I just popped in my head when um, Jen brought up uh, Dan's home. Uh, uh, Tom, you know, do you have any thoughts on um, why your evil twin had to crack in? Um, I have thoughts. They're not good ones. Um, Ooh, I have a thought when you're done. I, I, I'm imagining either King Roni went to hell um, and didn't make it out. Or um, it has something to do with their father. Like he traded it for something. Like he traded it for his father's life or something. Uh, those are the what come to mind. Or he's dead. That's that's the third option. I mean, that th those are the thoughts that were running through my mind when uh, when I heard that he had it. Yeah, so Jen, um, I think Annie did something. Either she has King Roni, or she did something to him, because in her Dusty Rhodes speech, she mentioned that she has she's going to take away our god, our god, our brother our lover and our pet i believe yeah. so a few of those things have come true already so i'm pretty sure something's going on with bahamut and i'm pretty sure she has king roni so i think that's where the cracking came from okay all right so um that'll do it for uh talking to strangers here thank you guys um for joining me um i am so excited for the next session um i've written so much since then um, which is, you know, while I am extremely tired because I've also been having to edit podcasts while also writing like, oh, I rate this a little bit more then I'll edit. And then it turns out to be one in the morning, um, <laughs> at that point. But, um, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. Uh, so join us, um, next week's episode will be episode 99. Um, Whoa. so, um, yeah, yeah. So the next session um, you know, you guys will do episode 100. Um, I don't know, you know, how the math worked out that, um, we didn't get, um, the fourth part of the session to be 100 because the math should work, you know, <laughs> four does go into a hundred. Um, so I don't know how that happened, but anyway, uh, so be sure to join. Um, I'm trying to make this session you know a little special maybe have a little fun with it um just because we are going into 100 uh but you know you can join us um you know follow us on you know all the socials we're at stranger damies on twitter and it's just stranger damies on the on the gram there jen yep yep and um like i said if you have any um constructive criticism um you can send it to at aunt delbeck 
um, on Twitter. Or if you would just want to yell about how we don't know the rules and Mark makes it too easy on you guys and you should have been dead multiple times, you can send that over to at Ann Delbeck um, <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and if you want to listen to the podcast, you have multiple ways um, to find it. We are on uh, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get an RSS feed you know, for podcasts. Um, you can listen to it on there. Um, it'll be on the website, themaindamey.com. Um, it'll be on GV Nation, you know, Geeks Vibe Nation stuff. So if you're already listening to their things, um, you know, you can definitely um, just stay with that feed and, and find it there. Um, but, you know, I would also encourage you to go to the website, themaindamey.com, because you'll see, uh, you know, any written articles that we may do. You'll see uh, they call this a movie or other podcast. Um, you know, once in a couple months or the, by the end of the year, if we, you know, maybe revamp the website and all, we'll have all of our content together. And, you know, we won't have to, you know, tell you to go to multiple places to find things. We say, just go here. Everything's there. Um, so, you know, just uh, just keep a out for us in 2020 here. We're doing some things. So um, for... Uh, my cast here, um, Dan, Jenny, uh, Steph, John, and Tom, and the uh, dearly departed uh, Anthony. Um, I am your DM and your friend, Mark. And thank you guys. And is it Wednesday yet? <laughs>